Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. So today is episode number 56, and we are going to talk about how to set boundaries to save your sanity. So as you know, or hopefully if you've listened to this podcast for a little bit now, you know that I like to record my episodes in somewhat of a real time so that you get to learn along with me. One of the things that I've been doing for the past couple of weeks is I have been focusing on creating boundaries because I was noticing that I was starting to get a little crazy. I was getting a little cranky. I was a little, getting a little upset and I wasn't, um, I wasn't understanding how to take care of myself in the sense that I just always did all the things all the time. And mind you, there are some people that are built that way. Like for example, Ben, he is built that way. 90 something percent of the time. I am so not built that way. So I felt like I was going against my wiring all the time. I felt tired. I felt cranky. Did I say cranky? I felt like freaking cranky all the time. And I'm like, okay, this is not me. I will not be a cranky person. I will figure out how to set some healthier boundaries and I will go ahead and adjust from there and life will move on. And mind you, I've done that. I have sat set boundaries. I have said no. I have done the things. I've done the detoxes. I've done the, the the deleting of the apps on my phone and it never quote unquote solved the problem. So I was like, hmm, maybe this time I need to have a different version of a boundary. And actually one of my friends sent me a couple articles on it of a guy that did this example um, relatively recently. So like last year, but he did an internet detox and he set internet boundaries not just social media I was like oh internet boundaries hello not social media boundaries not email boundaries not appointment boundaries any of that crap right he set internet boundaries he's like one of the lines in the article I read he talked about wanting to go back to the time and you depending on how old you are you might not remember this but like he wanted to go back to the time of where there was dial-up internet and took six minutes to load a website page and that the internet was in the basement and you went on for a couple hours, you did your things and then you went back to your life. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds lovely. I would just totally love, deeply love to have that again. Maybe not the six minutes to have a website page load because that would probably drive me insane, but the whole where I could turn it off and I can turn it back on in an appropriate manner just felt so good. So I was like, okay, let's go ahead and take this boundary lesson and these boundary principles and apply it to the internet. So what I'll be teaching you is obviously, just like I do in every episode, I'm gonna have multiple journal prompts. Um, This one has seven journal prompts. Um, And like I said, and I don't know if you listened to last week's episode or not, but I've slightly tweaked the format. So I will go over the journal prompts. I will tell you what they are. I will go ahead and give you answers. But what I'm doing is I am creating a workbook that is a companion guide to this article, (laughs) this audio. And it's actually a workbook. It's in the store. So if you want to go ahead and click on the show notes, uh, click on the show notes and it'll take you 
there, or you could go straight to the store, either one, whatever works for you. But I want you to click on that so then that way you could go ahead, if you like, you could buy the workbook. They're like 99 cents. I'm totally and deeply in love with my workbooks. And you can print them out if you want. You can follow along, or you could go ahead and do them digitally on your computer, on your tablet. The PDF is editable. So you have the option to go ahead and create and kind of journal along with me, not just listen if you so desire. So let's go ahead and dive in. So what I want you to think of is I want you to think of an area where you're like stupidly overwhelmed or maybe something that is just maybe you can't identify where you're overwhelmed maybe you can maybe you can't because i totally could not have identified i needed an internet detox but maybe you need to start thinking of what things are making you grumpy what things are making you cranky and whatever that is and you want to start writing it all down you know again this is where the workbook will come in play but whatever right so write it all down I am upset that, you know, I am on social media 24 seven, even though I don't know why I'm scrolling anymore. I am upset that I, I go to sit down and I do one thing and then I end up with three other things. I'm upset that I never feel like I am getting all my tasks done. I am upset that blank, 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 blank. I want you to write all these things down. And what I want you to do is if you're not conscious of it, like I wasn't, I want you to start looking for the common thread, the common theme, the common thing that ties them all together. So for me, Obviously, those were real life examples, but for me, it was the internet itself, which again, I never in a million years would have thought I'm going to be like, oh no, I'm not going to be on the internet because clearly this is the only way you're hearing me. This is the only way you can be reached by me. So to say I didn't want to be on the internet was weird. But I was like, you know what? I am always on, I'm always on the internet. I'm not actually accomplishing anything. So maybe if I, just like you do at work, Maybe if I had better boundaries around my time on said internet, maybe I would produce better, bigger things. Hmm, shocker. So let's try it. So that's what I did. I ended up trying it. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to do this episode just like I did last week's episode, slightly different. We're going to go through the journal prompts live, and then I'll reread them to you at the end if you want me, if you need me to. Um, and you can always listen to it at the end, or you can follow along with the workbook. But basically what we're going to do is journal prompt number one is I want you to, like I just said, what areas of your life are you feeling overwhelmed and they're making you want to hide? So find that common thread. For me, it was the internet. I could easily respond to someone at 10 a.m. in the morning or 10 o'clock at night. I could respond to them the first thing in the morning when I saw the message or I could respond to it last thing right before I went to sleep. I could go ahead and sit down and say I was going to read and instead of reading I could have an idea pop in my head and then five clicks later and 30 minutes later I was in some rabbit hole signing up for another newsletter. I could sit down and say I'm going to just go ahead and pay some bills and in regards to paying bills I know Nope, just pay bills. I pay bills and I do this and I do that and I do that and I do that. And I, it felt like it was this never ending thing. So I was like, okay, let's go ahead and find the common thread. The common thread is I have too much time on the computer, too much time on the internet. So I was like, okay, let's limit the internet. So journal prompt number two would be, what are you currently doing that makes you feel this way? Are you always available? Do you not know what to say? Do you not know how to say no? What What is the thing? So for me, it wasn't that I didn't know how to say no because there were times where instead of responding, I could have responded, I could have not responded, but it was the anxiety or the stress or the angst of, 
oh, well, I'm checking my phone 50, 60, 70 times, 80 times a day. How is this healthy? So cool. Yeah, I might not respond to a customer unless it's like after nine o'clock in the morning. Um, but it doesn't mean that I'm not at, you know, 6.50 in the morning when I'm up with the babies walking in the pasture that I don't see the message and that I don't go, oh God, I should respond. But I don't know if I should respond. And now I feel guilty because I don't know if I should know if I should know. And I created all this thing. So for me, it wasn't saying no. Now, had you had talked to me a couple of years ago, my boundary, sorry for the chair squeak, my boundary was I had no fucking clue how to say no. Saying no to me was like, like, it just didn't exist. Um, I literally, because I was just so excited to do things and I was also so uh, afraid to have an opportunity pass me by because I was, I had this, I don't know, I had this weird thought process that like, oh, opportunities only come once, they never happen again. So therefore you have to take them all, even if that means killing yourself um, and working yourself to the bone. So I literally said yes to everything. I said yes without even looking at my calendar. I said yes without even thinking. And it took a couple years of breaking that habit. And I had some girlfriends that were very helpful in that. And it was just a mess, but that's okay. We're all allowed to be messes. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a hot mess. And you know, I, I had to learn to say no. So what is it for you? Do you have to learn to say no? Do you have to learn to say, hey, let me check my calendar and get back to you? Do you have to learn how to not be available to everything at every point and every time, aka all the algorithms that are making money off of you and are just trying to give you a dopamine hit so that you continue to let them make money off you while you get basically almost nothing in return outside of an addictive behavior. So side tangent, I'm not, I'm not trashing the internet. I'm just saying it's got its downfalls. So what is it for you that is making you feel overwhelmed, just making you want to hide, what's making you want to go move to a desert island where there is no internet and yet still somehow everything works, you know? What is that thing for you? Journal prompt number three is going to be, what would happen if you started to implement baby boundaries around your time? So that can apply to the both scenarios I was just talking about. So what would happen if you started to say, I'm making, I'm literally going to make this up. Like on Sundays, it's family only day. You don't do work. You know, obviously, you know, maybe you, I don't know, do laundry or something well, like dumb stuff. Right. But like Sunday is your family day. Or if you have a boss that has no boundaries, cause there's tons of bosses that have no boundaries. If it is past eight o'clock at night, you're just not going to respond. And you might be terrified. You might be afraid you're going to get fired. And, you know, maybe you poach it or you approach it with your boss at like, hey, um, I'm noticing that I'm getting a lot of super late text messages or emails from you. Um, I don't want you to think I'm ignoring you, but what we're doing in my household is we're, we're trying to have better boundaries around our technology. So if it's going to be past eight o'clock, if it's not an emergency, I'm just not going to respond until the next morning. That might be a very uncomfortable conversation, very uncomfortable conversation. And mind you, I want you to understand that this has to go with your personality. Me, I'd have no fucking problem saying that shit because I'd be like, who died if you're calling my ass at eight o'clock at night and I ended work at 530 in the, or 540, six o'clock in the afternoon? Who the fuck died, right? Because it better be some shit's on fire if you're calling me this late. Ben, on the other hand, loves to be available 24-7. But on the days where he's not available, he was like, no, like he does not exist. Like the grid can't even find him. So 
I go back to it has to match your personality. It has to feel authentic. So if availability isn't your issue, maybe it is uh, the fact that you don't know how to say no. Maybe it's the fact that you don't know how to take a day off and say, okay, once every three weeks, I'm going to have a complete down day and I'm not going to work and I'm going to learn how to bake this break this bad habit so that I don't get burnt out because the whole goal of all of this, the whole intention of setting boundaries to save your sanity. So you're not some crazy person is so that you don't burn out because here's the truth about burnout, right? Burnout is not something to take lightly. It is starting to be truly defined as a mental health issue. Obviously it's not hopefully permanent, but here's the thing depends on how burnt out you are of I like to look at it this way because I have been, and I've talked about it, I've been burnt out to the point where it took me months to recover. I also was running myself at that burnout pace for months. So I think of it as however long you've been running yourself hard without recovering is how long you're going to need to recover. So say you run hard, like hard, right? For six months and you're like, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to blah, 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 blah. And you just run yourself in the, into the ground for six freaking months. Monster, coffee, vitamins, and, and all of the things are the only thing keeping you functioning. It's going to take your ass six months to recover because it took your ass six months to get where you currently are. It's the same thing in regards to like weight loss or maintaining a healthy body or any of those things. The amount of time it took you to get where you didn't want to be is going to be almost the same amount of time it's going to take you to get to where you want to be. So if the intention of this is to have a healthy life, healthy boundaries, not be a cray cray, well then let's set little things now so that you never truly get out of sequence or get out of balance, right? You may get off course a teeny bit, but it's the difference of when you're driving. It's like when you're driving, right? You're driving and you kind of, or maybe you're not paying attention totally, or you zone out for a second or whatever, and you kind of start to veer onto like the side road or whatever. And you hear the bumps on the road where it's like bump, 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 and it catches your attention. And the whole point of it is to get you back into the lane or maybe your lane assist on your car, if you have a fancy car, kind of shimmies your wheels or beeps at you. And it's like, hey, mother trucker, get back in your lane. That's the point of boundaries. It's supposed to be the hey, mother trucker of your life saying, hey, get back in your lane. Get back in your boundaries. Get back into a healthier scenario. So that way you don't fall asleep at the wheel, ignore the bump, 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 bumps, drive off the road and hit a tree. Right? Because that would be bad. That would be horrible. So let's not hit some trees. (laughs) So what are the little things that you could do today or this week or maybe next week or maybe until next week that you could start implementing so that you can build healthier boundaries so you can start getting back into the lane of what is happy and what is healthy? What little things can you do? Do you need to say no? Do you need to take an afternoon off? Do you need to just take a lunch hour uninterrupted? I'm not judging whatever it is for you, whatever makes sense for you, write it down. All right, journal prompt number four would be, what is the fear, and demon snore, what is the fear that is holding you back from implementing this, from doing this? So the fear might be, if I tell my boss I will not respond to his crazy ass text messages, phone calls, or emails after eight o'clock, I'm afraid I'm going to get fired. You know what? You might be right. Your ass might get fired. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I have no clue what your scenario is. So if that is the case, 
where can you gain back control instead? Can you respond back with, sure thing, not a problem, I'll check it out in the morning? So maybe you don't do a full-on 30-minute unpaid deep dive extravaganza into the, the reason why he emailed you at 9 o'clock at night, but you can maybe, maybe the only thing you can do is you can acknowledge, hey, uh, not a problem, I'll happily check on this in the morning and I'll get back to you. You know, there's little, again, it goes back to what are the little things that you can do so that you can implement boundaries. And I want you to acknowledge your fear because your fear, the whole point of it, the fear is the fear is trying to tell you something. It's just like the bumps on the road. The fear is there to tell you, hey, this is a scenario that might happen. I don't know how to handle it. So let's go back to that scenario. Say your boss is a total douche and you know you know that you can't go ahead and not respond to him. And maybe you can kind of get away with a, sure, not a problem, Bob, Sue, whatever, right? I'm going to go ahead and I'll check on it in the morning and I'll get back to you ASAP first thing in the morning. Not a problem. Maybe that's the only thing you can do and your boss still kind of grumbles at you. Well, maybe that means you need a new fucking job. And I don't say that lightly. I know that getting new jobs cannot be easy. I mean, when I was in corporate, every, every, every single time I was trying to get a new job, I'm not even joking. And like I say this because I kept a fucking spreadsheet because that's just who I am, right? Every mother freaking time I wanted a new job and I worked in corporate in the IT days and the healthcare days. I would apply to anywhere from 250 to 350 companies. That meant my ass sat down for weeks at a time and I would send out on average 50 resumes, 50 applications, 50 stupid filled out, have to do it all again because their importing tool does not work forms until I got to my 250 to 300 and I magically got a new job. So I am not saying that getting a new job can be done easily or lightly. I have never, ever had that experience. Um, the only time I've ever had that experience is because Ben basically teed up a job for me and he said, if you don't hire the both of us, you get neither of us. So if it wasn't for him, I would have had to have gone through that scenario all over again. But my point is, if the fear is telling you, hey, mother trucker, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, if you don't fit into this culture, you might get fired, fine. Do what you need to do. Play the fucking game, but get your ass out. Understand that that fear has an intention, has a place. It's trying to tell you something. The ultimate thing it's trying to tell you is, hey, to have a healthy life, because this company clearly has no healthy boundaries, you need to fucking leave. You need to choose yourself and bounce before you go cray. So don't just dismiss the fear. Acknowledge the fear. Work with the fear and say, okay, fear, I appreciate you. I love you. What are you trying to tell me? What is it that you're trying to tell me that I'm not listening to? And how can I fix this? How can I go ahead and acknowledge the fear? And then like the book is, you know, acknowledge the fear, but do it anyway. Acknowledge this, but move on. You know, use the fear as a tool, not just something to be ignored and to, to woo over because that doesn't solve it. Um, journal prompt number five is going to be, what would be the benefit of taking care of yourself? So you've acknowledged the fear. You've acknowledged that you're afraid you're going to get fired in this magical scenario that I've come up with, right? So you're going to start thinking of, okay, well, what would be the benefit of taking care of myself? What would be the benefit of starting to look for that new job? If that's what that meant, starting to tell my boss, Hey, why are you calling me? You know, I'm not even going to lie. I'll give you, you know how much I love my examples, right? So one time one of my bosses called me um, and it was late and I picked up the phone and I'm like, oh my God, who died? 
And I completely, and it wasn't like I was trying to be a dick. Like I, I was just, for me, it was so unfathomable that someone would call me this late that I'm like, clearly something has to have had it happened that was like catastrophic for you to be calling me. So I answered the phone with like, oh my God, who died? And they're like, what do you mean? No one died. Of course. Like, why are you even saying that? I'm like, well, you're calling me at blank time at night. I'm literally assuming that like shit hit the fan, a building's burning down or someone's dying because normally like I, I just don't get calls this late. Like, so you freaked me out. What happened? Is everything okay? Oh my God. Like what happened? And it wasn't me. Like I kind of fed into it a little bit, but it wasn't me being overly dramatic. It was just me kind of Southern style setting the expectation of, well, no one calls me this late. So clearly something must have happened that was ultimately catastrophic for you to be calling me this late because clearly you're freaking retarded. Um, that's some Southern sarcasm right there for you or the, the Southern wind talking as Ben likes to call it. But yeah, like what's the benefit of taking care of myself? The benefit of taking care of myself is I sleep better. Uh, I have a happier marriage. I spend more time with my puppies. I get to read way more freaking books. Um, did I mention I get to read more way, way more freaking books? Did I mention I get to read way more freaking books, which makes me happier, which makes me a happier wife, which makes me a happier daughter, which makes me a happier employee, which makes me a happier mama. Like all of the things are happier when Maggie gets to read her books. So by taking care of myself, and it's little things. I mean, again, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be crazy. It can be little things. It could be having an uninterrupted, like one of my girlfriends, uh, she lives a couple states away, love her to pieces, right? This poor girl has, is, is, I shouldn't say has, is on the journey of learning how to say no because she just wants to have an uninterrupted lunch hour, whether she's doing, because she's studying for some college classes, she decided to go back to school and I'm so proud of her. So whether she's deciding to do homework during her lunch hour. Maybe she's wanting to read. Maybe she's wanting to scroll on Pinterest or Instagram, whatever, right? But she's starting to learn that the only thing she desires is to have an uninterrupted lunch hour. So I'm like, okay, maybe you need to start doing those boundaries. Maybe you need to start taking care of yourself. Maybe you need to start like, you know, say, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some homework on my lunch hour. I'm sorry, I'm trying to cut this short, but you know, I wanna get back to my homework, whatever it is. I want you to start looking and actually evaluating the benefits of what it looks like to take care of yourself because there is value in that. And I feel like when we only focus on the fear, we only focus on the lack, but we don't fully understand or even appreciate how taking care of ourselves is really beneficial. It's easy to overlook it. So in the uh, power sports industry, we see this a lot, right? Uh, a lot of people, they'll have a machine, they'll go out, they'll use it, they'll do the things, right? And they, uh, they don't understand why they should do regular maintenance. Just like on a car, you should do your oil changes, things like that. They don't understand it, right? And so they'll let it go, they'll let it go, they'll let it go, and then their machine breaks down. And then you look at them and you're like, well, of course your freaking tires popped off your wheels, which popped off your axles, which means your whole suspension just magically popped out and popped off. What do you expect? You've been running it in water and sand, which is the equivalent of liquid sandpaper. You've been running it like that for three years and you never stopped to take care of it. What do you expect? Like we have that conversation with customers all the time. It's the same dang thing. If you continue to run your body, at full throttle and you then break down, AKA you, you know, have a breakdown, you burn out, whatever it is. What do you expect? Like you have to start valuing that every time you do maintenance, every time you do self care, every time you put yourself first, you bet on you, whatever phrasing you want to use, every time you take care of yourself, 
huh, that just means when you go back at it, you're going to run that much better, efficient, smarter, faster, whatever. You're going to be literally back at your A game. Because if you don't, then hmm, surprisingly, you're not going to bring your A game. So I want you to start looking at that. Write down what are going to be the benefits of taking care of yourself. Journal prompt number six. We're almost at the end here. Journal prompt number six is going to be write out what it will look like to try this out for a week and how you're going to overcome any objections. So I normally do not try and recommend anything that I can't implement. So what I did is I tried it for a week and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this whole no internet thingy for a week, right? And I was off the grid. I say that like I was like camping somewhere and like foraging for food. <laughs> I was not foraging for food. But like I didn't go on social media when I was at home. I went on it while I was at work, but not at home. I um, didn't read my Kindle. I had already prepaid all the bills, so I didn't need to pay bills. Um, I didn't respond to emails because none of it was needing and no, none of it was important. Um, I didn't do the, the, the goofing off or the signing up for newsletters like I normally would have anyway. So I went fully off the grid for a week. And the surprising and kind of scary thing was nothing happened. Like no one noticed. Like the world kept moving. My world didn't implode. So I was like, hmm, okay. So let me try this again. And, you know, then I was like, okay, well, two weeks in a row is clearly not going to work. There are going to be some ramifications. So let's start seeing what it would look like to maybe only be online three or four days a week. And let's see what things I'm going to have to overcome. Well, I noticed that if I'm only online about three or four days a week, then it is easier for me to focus and get all of the bills done, get them done, cleaned, organized, paid, whatever, put away, right? Then I work on my podcast company, do all those things. Then I work on my other company with Ben, I do all those things. Then I goof off a little bit and I do all those things. And I seem to have a pretty much enough time to do it in about four days. After that, there is no objections. And if there is, I've been able to handle them because I'm handling on, on the days um, when I planned on being online anyway. So I, I figured out, you know, my, my love of the word rhythm, but I figured out a rhythm of what it would look like to go ahead and implement the boundaries that I want and how to overcome those objections. And if I ever feel that I need to maybe add a impromptu fifth day because of, there's an emergency that happens, okay, fine. Or maybe that means in three weeks from now, my, my four days of being online and my, my three days of being offline, uh, you know, maybe I need to shift to those days because there are specific days I'm doing certain things and I need the internet for those days. Okay, fine. Not a problem. I can overcome that objection. I can shift the days. The whole point of this is to have it be fluid and move with you, not be rigid and kind of lock you in and say it's an all or nothing. All or nothings very rarely work because they don't account for life. <laughs> so, make this fluid, make this easy, make it move with you. And by doing that, it's basically being aware of what your objections are going to be and how you're actually going to overcome them so that it works for you in your life. Because maybe what works for you doesn't work for me. Maybe what works for me does not work for you. Uh, no one is judging. I just want you to do what works for you. And then the last question is going to be journal prompt number seven. Write out why now is the perfect time to value yourself and value your sanity. 
And that might sound like a woo-ass fucking question. You might be like, Maggie, you are ending on a woo high note. You are like deaf content woo. But I go back to, we need the positive reinforcements of why it's okay to take care of yourself, why it's okay to have boundaries, why it's okay to say, hey, I'm starting to get a little sleepy. Let me go to bed. All of these things have a value, but if we don't acknowledge them, if we are not aware of them, if we don't appreciate them, if we don't take in our side-by-sides and go in for regular maintenance, then I don't want you to be surprised when your shit breaks down. So let's not have you break down. Let's have you go in for maintenance. Let's have you answer these journal prompts. I want you to write all these things down, talk it out with a friend, um, listen to it over and over again, and talk it out out loud to your dog, to your cat, to your gerbil, to your fish. Who cares, right? Talk it out to your plants because plants love the carbon dioxide from your voice. But like, I want you to value yourself. I want you to value your time. I want you to pay attention to these things so that you don't burn out so that you don't go crazy and that you do when you are on, and I'm using my air quote fingies here, but when you are on, you're running at your A-level capacity. And if that means you need boundaries with your sleep, run with it. Take boundaries in whatever areas, whatever capacity you need, but I need you to focus on valuing yourself, valuing your time, valuing your sanity, and recognizing that every time you do, you're just like a pro athlete. Pro athletes eat really good. They take care of themselves. They take their vitamins. They sleep. They drink a ton of water. And then it's a surprise when they go ahead and after all this work and time and crafting and things that they've put into creating their body into this beautiful, perfect machine, it's a surprise when they win the Olympics or they win the the medal or they win the competition or they, they, they kick it in the whatevers, right? Like, huh, shocker. When you take care of yourself, you perform at a better level. Who would have thunk it? So... With that being said, I want you to do your things. If you need the journal prompts for this episode, you're always more than welcome to re-listen to the episode. You're more than welcome to reach out to me. Or if you want, do the easy thing. Go buy the workbook. Everything is there. You can go ahead and download it. Um, and then that way you can go ahead and re-listen to this episode and you can fill out the questions along with the audio. Think of it as a mini training for 99 cents. So can't complain. All right. I hope you have a great day. I hope you bring in better, healthier boundaries, and I hope you protect your sanity and your your value. I hope you value yourself. That's how we're going to end it today. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.